This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and today I have a new person to share book recommendations with us. I'm talking with Lily Bartels, the adult book buyer at Open Door Bookstore. Lily, tell us about Open Door Bookstore. Thanks, Brea. The Open Door has been in Schenectady in the same location in downtown on J Street for almost 52 years. So we have been really a stalwart anchor uh, downtown. Uh, we're right across from City Hall and diagonally across from the Schenectady County Public Library. And um, we think of ourselves not just as purveyors of books, which of course we love doing, um, but also as a, a community resource and a place where people will greet each other in the aisles and come to us for book recommendations. We also work with uh, schools and other local organizations, and um, it's still a vibrant, uh, very well-managed and well-run uh, business. And we owe a great deal of that to our loyal customers, some of whom have been with us for decades. And besides books, you have another part of the store that is a wonderful gift shop. Give us a sense of what we'll find there. Oh, it's it's just a cornucopia of wonderful, unique gifts. So everything from candles and jewelry and um, kitchenware and socks and woolen goods and soaps, you name it. We have comestibles. It's a wonderful place to shop. We do a lot of business in the gallery at Christmas time because there's almost literally something for everyone. Okay, but let's get back to books. Lily, I understand you have a few books that you are extremely excited about, so let's get going. The first one that I want to talk about is a nonfiction book that is getting a lot of attention, and in fact, I just found out it's going to have the cover of the New York Times book review this coming Sunday. We initially, I bought a, a small number that immediately went out the door, so now I have many more coming in, and the title of this book is Master, Slave, Husband, and Wife by a writer named Ilian Wu. And this is the remarkable story of an enslaved couple named Ellen and William Craft, true story, who escaped slavery during pre-Civil War, obviously, through the most amazing, daring um, way you can imagine, um, very high risk, but they took that risk because they so wanted to be free. And what happened was Ellen, who was a fair-skinned um, enslaved woman, disguised herself as a white man traveling north to get medical attention. And so she had bandages on her face. Um, she had her arm in a sling so that when she was called upon to sign paperwork on this thousand mile journey, she could have that as an excuse to not sign. And her husband, William, um, posed as her slave and in that way, they traveled, not in secret, not via the Underground Railroad, but in broad daylight, via steamboat and train and carriages, um, and they sustained this, this um, disguise all the way to Philadelphia, so a thousand-mile journey, during which they had to dodge slave traders, military officers, even friends of the people who had enslaved them, who could have identified them. Sounds like a wonderful st story. And you said that's a true story and will be featured on the late January book review in the New York Times. What's next? 
So then I've just read a, um, a wonderful book that actually doesn't come out until February 21st, but it's called, it's a novel called I Have Some Questions for You by uh, the author Rebecca Mackay, whose previous book, The Great Believers, was published to much acclaim. It was shortlisted for both the Pulitzer Prize and the National Book Award. This story has as its main character a woman named Bodie Kane, who's a successful film professor and podcaster, um, who in her youth, as a teenager, she attended an elite boarding school in Vermont called the Granby School. She was always miserable there. And then in her senior year, her ex-roommate Thalia was murdered. And the process of finding that murderer and convicting him in short in a very short amount of time has produced in this you know in this age of true crime aficionados um, a very robust uh, online discussion about you know the many potential flaws in how the case was tried and prosecuted it's worth noting that the person who was uh, convicted of the murder was the uh, this the campus's uh, athletic trainer who was a black man. And of course, this young woman, Thalia, was a white girl. So you've got themes of racism, classism, sexism th- threaded throughout this story. But I don't want to make it sound like it's heavy, although it's certainly the topic is heavy. But for Bodhi, she wants to forget everything that happened in her past. She has no desire to, you know, she wants to let sleeping dogs lie. But the Granby School invite, invites her back to teach a two, two-week course. And as you might expect, she finds herself sort of inexorably drawn into, into the case and all that has emerged since about the flaws and how it, it was investigated. And that book again is I Have Some Questions for You. By Rebecca Mackay, and it is a page-turner. Okay, and the next book. Um, so I'm a person who... Um, who loves to wander around old cemeteries. And I have, let's just say, a certain son who finds this a a macabre interest of mine. But I actually find it a very peaceful pursuit. First of all, many cemeteries are beautifully laid out and landscaped with very old trees. But above and beyond that, I love to read the old headstones. I love to look at the names and the dates and try to imagine who these people were and the headstones around them, what relation did they have? It makes me feel very grounded in the past, and I just find it fascinating. So I want to talk about this book that's just come out called Over My Dead Body by Greg Melville, which gives readers um, a lively and wide-ranging history of American cemeteries and reveals how they not only reflect their history, the the passing eras of time, but have also surprisingly shaped those eras. So for instance, cemeteries gave birth to landscape architecture, to famous parks, they influenced architectural styles, and they also inspired some of our greatest writers, Emily Dickinson, Walt Whitman, um, uh, Emerson, and they Again, unbeknownst to me, they also were used as political tools to try to sway the um, the country's discourse. So each chapter is devoted to a different cemetery across the country. It's filled with really astonishing facts. And for me, it changed how I think about the past, giving it a more complete and honest telling. And I'm sure most readers will find that to be true as well. I lived for a number of years near the big cemetery in 
Cambridge, Massachusetts, Mount Auburn Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And as part of that, I, I did some research on the meaning of different images that are put on, on tombstones. Mm-hmm. And there was one with, a common one was a finger pointing up, which meant they're going to heaven. And I actually found a tombstone, I don't think it was there, but someplace else that had a finger pointing down. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know what to do with that information, but my favorite tombstone of all time is Mel Blanks, who, of course, was the the voice of uh, the Warner Brothers cartoons, so Bugs Bunny and, and Porky Pig, and his just has his, his name, the dates, and that's all, folks. Very good. Okay, so again, that's Over My Dead Body by Greg Melville, and the last book, I believe? Uh, another nonfiction, I Another thing that I very much love is wandering around New York City, which I don't get to do nearly often enough. But this book, The Intimate City, Walking New York, is a compilation of articles that ran in the New York Times by the Times' architecture critic, Michael Kimmelman. And they ran during the, the darkest days of the pandemic, and people became very devoted followers. So what he would do is he would choose a companion to go on these long, meandering walks through, I think it was 19 neighborhoods, so four of the five boroughs. And he would go with an historian, he'd go with an artist, he'd go with an architect, and other people who know New York best. And their walk in their walks, they covered, and this is a staggering number to me, some 540 million years of history. So these conversations are intimate, they're funny, they're incredibly in, uh, um, informative. Um, and uh, it's the, he sort of explored the what is the essence of urban life in New York? What's its social fabric? And most of all, what are the everyday realities that, taken all together, comprise the greatest city in the world? Okay, well, thank you, Lily. That's Lily Bartels, B-A-R-T-E-L-S, the buyer for adult books at Open Door Bookstore. And if people had questions or wanted to order, tell us how to find Open Door Bookstore online. You can go to uh, opendoor-bookstore.com. You can also call the store. We're happy to talk to you at 518-346-2719. Or most most preferable, come on in. We are at 132 J Street in downtown Schenectady. Come on in. We're happy to talk to you about books. And most especially, we're happy to recommend books for you. And also check that uh, website for information about author talks. I've been to a couple here that are just delightful and informative and fun. Thanks a lot, Lily. You're very welcome, Bray. It was a pleasure.